This is the Things We Do podcast, a podcast about film life, television, culture, mental health, and all of that fun, jazzy stuff. Today, I've got my special guest and friend all the way in Brisbane, Megan Bell. Hello, Megan. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yay! Um, <laughs> I mean, I, we've, we've, I want to say before we start this episode, mm. we've talked about this probably for months. I know. And uh, we were meant to originally record, I think mid-year mm-hmm. or something like that. It was mm-hmm. kind of like it's been moved a bit because I obviously had holiday and then lockdown and then just like a whole bunch of stuff's happened yeah. in between when we were originally going to do it. Um, but, yeah, I'm finally g- glad we get to finally do this because um, you've been one of those people who I haven't really spoken to since we did that audition back in 2019, 2020. I think so, or something. yeah. 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 Um, and I just remember uh, you being this sense of, um, if anyone doesn't know Megan, she is just like <laughs> oh, this really nice sense of positivity. Yeah. If if you ever look at her social media presence, it is a very much a positive, kind, warm person. Oh, good. And, <laughs> and just someone who wants to try and do the best mm-hmm. that she can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Because... No, I like this. I like this. <laughs> I like that you, you think this way of me. That's great. Keep I, going. Well, I do. <laughs> I do. And I think... Um, because I don't think, you know, you, you describe yourself as like, you know, you're not that kind of bitchy attitude. Mm, mm. Um, I don't even think of you as that way. And I think a lot of people, um, especially, I don't know if you get this. Yeah. Particularly because I, I think people who are blonde mm. kind of get ridiculed for the fact that they're blonde oh, and yeah. it's a natural hair color. Mm-hmm. But you must often get, you know, this idea that people think you're dumb or you're a blonde bimbo kind of attitude, especially in the Gold Coast or Brisbane area. Do you find that's common or do you feel like that's way less than it used to be? Um, I do, but I feel like (laughs) (laughs) it just comes with the territory, I think, with having blonde hair. But I also like that I get to surprise people when they speak to me. And I think... Yeah, because you... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't expect that. Um... But I also think that, especially in in my in, in the arts industry, mm. girls and are usually a little bit more standoffish with me because they just yeah. think that I'm maybe bitchy or up myself or whatever it may be. And then when they speak to me, I think it's like, oh, she's actually really nice and like very approachable yeah. and personable, which yeah, I like. But yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're very you're very like intelligent. You're very personal um, and just. Kind of like not what you expect, yeah. Which I think really flips a lot of stereotypes on their heads, yeah. Which is of which is great because you know, like especially with Gold Coast, it's it's classified as you know being like bimbos or mm-hmm, fake tan. beach people, yeah, fake tan. And there's nothing really fake about you, oh, which, you. <laughs> which which I you know like I feel is a very you know um, shocking factor. For being Which it really on shouldn't be. Yeah, no. Yeah. I know. Trust me. I know. <laughs> You're just like, everyone judges me. I know. I think because I, I was born and raised in Melbourne, so I think ah. I'm different from the rest, you know? No. <laughs> um, when, 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 did you, when did you move? Um, we moved up here, oh gosh, maybe when I was like 13 or something like that. So right. 13 years in Melbourne, 10 years here, 23. Yeah, so... I mean, I probably remember more on the Gold Coast than I do back in Melbourne, but I like to yeah. say that I'm from there. <laughs> Can I just say, you you Melbourneite, you. Yeah, uh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 your partner's from Brisbane. He's... Yeah, Nick, he's from, he's 
born and raised on the Gold Coast. Wow. And is is he kind of like a very much more what you'd describe as a Brisbane kind of Gold Coastian? Yeah. Than you are? I would say so. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, when it comes, like, let's just compare, like, I'm an AFL fan. Nick is uh, rugby or what? Oh, gosh, what's the right term? <laughs> like, he I know, loves I know the state of mean. origin and stuff. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just Did could just not go care. the Maroons. Yeah, yeah. Go the Maroons. <laughs> <laughs> I go for New South Wales because I like Sydney better. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? I, I used to work on the state of origin. And oh, it's, really? You know, I'm not a huge, I, I'm not a huge sport person. Yeah. But I, I, I do appreciate the state of origin mm-hmm. because it's just the, the rivalry. Oh, yeah. The stupid rivalry. I know. That goes. And, and I, as a, as a fan of many other things, mm-hmm. I totally understand why people are really passionate about teams mm-hmm. because obviously, like, you know, everyone has their favorite team, everyone has their favorite players. Mm-hmm. But when people talk to me on, you know, the the state of origin, I just laugh because I'm kind of just like, this is between two states. This isn't very big. I know. But they act like this is the biggest rivalry yeah. of all time. I know. It's just like the end of the world kind of thing. And it's so funny, like at work, like some of the guys will be in New South Wales and we're allowed to wear our, mm. our origin shirts. I don't have one. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like they hate each other for the entire day <laughs> because they go for New South Wales or, or um, oh, yeah, gosh, yeah, what's yeah. that the team called? <laughs> Queensland, Queensland. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> um, it's just funny the divide that it creates between people, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, really, it, it really does. Mm. And I just, I don't. Like, you know, that's the thing. I don't fully get it. But I also understand why you like AFL. Like, oh, um, yeah. like I I remember like, this is slightly not even to do with the arts industry. <laughs> when I went to a cricket match when I was young, like when I was probably about 12 years old, my dad took me to cricket and he thought it, he loves cricket. Mm-hmm. Like he really enjoys it. Mm-hmm. But he took me and he thought I'd really like it. I got so bored oh, that I went you. walking. <laughs> Around the entire stadium, oh, no. like just on loop, like just doing circles. Yeah, and I mean, like the only the only ever time I get excited for sports is either the Paralympics, uh-huh. which I absolutely am loving mm, at the moment because mm. go any you know I find Paralympics better than the Olympics because it's it's just people with disabilities mm-hmm. doing extraordinarily it's just so things. admirable, isn't it? It's just yeah, yeah. Um, it's an amazing thing, mm. and also um, the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Like I love the World Cup. It's one of the funnest times of the um, um, of the year, and yeah. when you go and see that, um, I think it's every four years, isn't it? Like something mm-hmm. like that every four yeah, years. No, I, I think, think the World yeah. Cup happens. Um, and you know, just the fact that I remember, God, uh, when I was about twelve, and Brazil. I can't remember who they were versing, mm. but they, they <laughs> one of the players faked an injury. Oh. I got so mad <laughs> because the other t- like they scored a goal, yeah. and I was like, that is. Bad. Screw you for doing <laughs> So that. personally offended by it. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, I don't even know these people, yeah. but I'm getting so revved up. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it, it, if it comes to any other sport, totally. I've had producers go, why do you not know these teams? I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't care enough about your sport. I don't want to seem rude, but I just don't. I know. I, but people get so personally attached to sport and I just couldn't care. I couldn't care. <laughs> but, you know, like obviously you get it because of AFL, yeah. but you know, do you feel like that the case with other sports as well? Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, even with AFL, like I think I only watch my team because my dad is such a intense Melbourne Demons football player because my, um, uh, is actually a story. My grandfather, he's the oldest living um, Melbourne Demons football player. 
So he's, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's ninety-seven in, and he lives in Melbourne, and he's the um, the oldest, yeah, alive Melbourne football player. So it's like it's quite a um, oh gosh, I don't know what the word is, but you know, watching them is like a big deal for our family. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. care much for any of the other teams. I just like to watch them. Um, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, but with, with other sports, I mean, no, I just don't have any interest <laughs> in it. <laughs> Uh, but don't get me wrong, I love uh, figure skating. Oh, yeah. Love it. Like the Winter Olympics, figure yeah. skating, oh, my gosh. That's like my dream. Like I wish I could be a figure skater. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, like I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs> How's your hand-eye coordination? Is that um, good? Not not great, I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm pretty, like, clumsy. Like, yeah, no, I probably wouldn't be very good. I don't. I, <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Oh. I think just, I, you know, I was taken out recently by mm. my partner. We went to, you know, before Sydney lockdown and yeah, yeah. the incredible, like, longevity of it. Oh, my gosh. Um, we, went, we went to uh, this skate rink. I think it was about, like, April mm. or May. It was the beginning sort of, like, towards winter mm. and went to the skate rink. And first time I'd ever been on ice skates before. And I did okay, but <laughs> she did figure skating when she was younger. Oh. And, boy, has she still got it. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I'm just like, well, damn, well, that's damn! I was watching her in the middle yeah. with all the pros, and I was like, well, I'm just, I'll just, feel like I'll this be is... here on the edge, holding on. Yeah, I'll, I'll support, yeah, <laughs> with my with my hired skates that are just so yeah. gross. <laughs> oh, they are so bad, and they're uh, so dead. Like, yeah, it's like, are they, they sharp? Have you sharpened these? Yeah, um, when's the last time you sharpened these? Yeah, because uh, exactly. they look blunt. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the that I think figure sp- um, skating is something you do as a child. Yeah. 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 I think as a twenty three year old it might be a bit of a bit of a mess. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like you can pick it up at any point, but it's it's just kind of like the you have to be consistent with things when you're older. You can be a little bit more lenient when you're younger. Yeah. Because it's course. just like your brain's learning quite fast, but when you're older there's a lot of repeating. You uh-huh. have to kind of to drill it into your head because it's kind of we get to this age where we sort of compound so much information in our heads on a daily basis. Mm that um learning something new uh is is becomes more of a challenge because we really need to make sure there's room in our heads yeah and kind actually of compartmentalize on, it yeah yeah mm-hmm. and we actually get hurt you know like have to yeah. recover from injuries and <laughs> we're like, way more prone yeah yeah no gosh well margot robbie lived my ice skating dream with i Tonya, so <laughs> <laughs> um and she's you know and and she's she was um was she from Melbourne or she's Brisbane? Do you I know, think, she's, I think from she's from Brisbane. I'm pre- like I'm pretty. Oh God, don't hold me to it, but I'm pretty <laughs> confident she is. I'm maybe even the Gold Coast actually. Yeah, I mean, like she's she's extraordinary, and oh, she's yeah. she's such a um, Australian talent that mm. we really need to kind of cherish because mm-hmm. um, as as I I say this to many people, she is a proper character actor. Oh yeah, and, and that's what I love about her because she's so glamorous and beautiful and you know blonde yeah. and blue eyes, but she isn't just that. She does everything and you know stepping away from you know wolf of wall street in a role that is quite a stereotype role for her to then go and do something like i tonya you know like it's just yeah i just love that about her i love it so much i think it's also like um i've i have watched wolf of wall street in bits because i just don't like um i'd never really liked the real life Mm. guy i thought Mm. he was just an absolute asshole and one of the things i think is it's very hard to swallow like even a three-hour film based oh, yeah. upon him. No, I know. I, I was never the, the biggest fan of it either. But it's strange. Like, Nick, my part, he loves it. Mm. And, like, I, I, I find, like, 
a lot of guys love the film. Yeah. For some reason. I, I don't know if it's because Margot Robbie's so hot or <laughs> if they just like how rich this guy is, you know, but. I mean, it, it's a bit of both because, yeah. you know, you do see Margot Robbie, <laughs> a fair bit of Margot Robbie oh, in the yeah. film. Yeah. Um, but also, I'm sure it's because of like that whole. Lifestyle. What you, kind you know, of. lifestyle. Yeah. And also kind of. It's the what you can't have mm. um, attitude as well. Like you probably, I'm sure people like watching it because it's it's a bizarre kind of look into someone's life mm-hmm. who had it all, mm-hmm. but also just abused everything that he ever touched. Yeah, and, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a very he's a very corrupt person. <laughs> you would never want to be him. I know. I think I'll just say on my many hours of TikTok, <laughs> I've seen him um, on there actually. Like the real, it's Jordan, isn't it? Jordan Belfort, is that right? Yeah, I think that's his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he like duets the movie, and he's like, "Yeah, this actually happened, or this happened, but it was it was like this." And it's just so interesting to see him explain those situations wow. and like not and it just I feel like he doesn't have any remorse it's almost like he's proud of it yeah. you know yeah yeah 100 yeah. he would have no remorse oh no no way <laughs> um but moving on to mm. you mm. and we'll get on to the topic of you oh, um gosh <laughs> I hate this topic so <laughs> No, I love it. No. Um, so, you know, tell the wonderful audience, Megan, a yeah. little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Oh, gosh. This is this is like the hardest question, isn't it? It is. Um, well, I'm an actress. I'm proud to say. An actor, if you will. Um, uh, I'm on the Gold Coast, as you know. Gosh, why is it when someone asks you about yourself, all you can remember is like where you live and like how old you are? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm an actress. I think... I've been in the industry now for maybe like ooh, three, four years, but I think I've yeah. really started working and finding who I am and in my work and my art in the last two years, which is surprising because it's been during COVID, um, yeah. which has been a really hard time for us to work. Um, but yeah, the last two years, I think I've really found myself in, in my work and I've been doing some wonderful things. I have some wonderful opportunities coming up to work um, on a nice, beautiful feature. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, outside of outside of the arts, I'm just an average gal living my best life. <laughs> no, um, I actually work for Telstra, believe it or not. Ooh. Yes, I know. I've worked for Telstra three and a half years now. I mean, with that, that's like, you know, the fact that you kind of hide away, like the, you've got two identities really. <laughs> Um, and kind of both worlds are kind of a bit shy to really say entirely mm. what they they mean mm. because yeah is that is was that always the case with or was that just kind of like how you were growing up as well like kind of hiding from people yeah oh, yeah yeah like it's funny when I first got into um, acting my coach said to me he said it's so I can't put my finger on it but I feel like you don't want people to watch you it's like you're trying to hide from people and, and, you know, it's the opposite of what you should be doing. You should want people to watch you. You should want people to see you. And I said, I never thought about it, but I think I do do that. It's almost like a, I, do, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, oh, I don't know. But I think, like I was saying before, the last two years, mm. I think I've actually accepted that that's what I'm like and not made it like a problem that I need to fix or that I'm not as good as other actors or actresses because I'm a little bit more reserved and not so outgoing and and things like that. And I've used it as an advantage almost, if that makes sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've always just been been like that, and I've just accepted it. That's how I am, and I, and yeah, I think as I as I get more confident in my work and myself, and it might get a little bit better, but I'm happy just doing doing me, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I think I think also that you you know you, the fact is no one from a social media presence would get that you're kind of a very introverted or shy person or yeah anything like that, like you know any kind of reserved. Mm-hmm. Um, opinions, you know, because I feel like that's what social media presents is this really confident person oh, yeah. who's yeah. always wanting to be seen and mm-hmm. you're completely like the opposite a lot of the time. Which is yeah, just... I know. I, I It's Instagram. It's fun because it's like you can post what you really want to post mm. without that fear of what people are like thinking or saying. Um, and I think that's what I love about being an actress is I get to be other people and those people that I'm playing are a lot more extroverted and confident than me and I just love being able to do that. Yeah. And then I can step back and be myself and it's like, oh, gosh, that was exhausting. I like being an introvert. <laughs> were you always, were you quiet in school? Um, yeah, I think I was pretty quiet in school. Yeah. I've always been, I think it, once I get to know people and I feel a little bit more comfortable and I'm like, oh, you're weird like me too, <laughs> then I start to become more of who I am myself. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I feel like that sounds bad. Like I'm pretending to be someone else and that's not it. I just like hold back my full bubbly, fun personality until I feel safe, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I love the phrase that you, you know, you'd like to be weird because <laughs> I feel like. That's something that people, especially like some actors, yeah. find, hide away from. Yeah. I yeah. Know. We're meant to be weird. Yeah. That's what makes us so interesting to watch is we're just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I, I find that a lot as well. Like if I go into like, um, let's say, a new acting class or something like that. Mm. There's always like certain stereotypes of actors in the class, like the really outgoing actress or actor that's super loud and then like do like the normal relaxed ones and then the super, super quiet ones. And then you see them do their work and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That that was amazing. Like I didn't even hear you peep before and who are, and then they go back and sit down and they don't say anything. This is like, whoa, that was incredible. And of course, you know, the, the um, extrovert and outgoing um, actors are fantastic as well, but it's just, yeah. Gosh, another tangent I've gone on again. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's, it's very true and I feel... I feel like that's something that, uh, again, mm. um, is fading about the stigma mm-hmm. around acting. Mm-hmm. I feel like, it, you know, you're more embraced to be weird because I feel like, especially as, um, you know, like probably a, a bit as a female artist mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. like, you know, there you must get this sort of feeling that some people want to cast you as the very pretty role. Yeah. But, you know, do those roles appeal to you or do you want the ones that have a lot more depth? Because, you know, you must get that as well. Yeah. Like all the time where people are like, oh, you're really pretty, so therefore I want to cast you just as the as pretty As the girlfriend person. or the... Or the yeah. 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 Um, When I first started out in the industry, I was worried about that. And um, my acting coach said to me, he said, you know what, Megan, if those are the roles that get you in the industry working, they're the roles that are going to lead to bigger opportunities with different roles. So he said, don't look at them as a disadvantage or like, oh, I'm always the girl next door or the the wife or the girlfriend. Look at it as, okay, this is what I'm going to get cast at for now. 
Yeah. I'll do those roles and do them amazingly, put everything into it, and then eventually I'll be able to do the roles that I really want to do. Yeah. Like action or um, I love periodic pieces. Love yeah. them. Oh, my gosh. I would love to do a periodic piece or um, what's that? Oh, gosh. Um, it just They just remade it. Not Little Women? Is it Little Women? I think it is. Yeah, it's, they made Little Women not that long ago. They're like the fourth or fifth remake yeah. of Little Women. Oh, I would love to do all Pride and Prejudice, you know. I mean, like um, Little Women, uh, Greta Gerwig, yeah. who directed that, yeah. it sits on my sh- DVD shelf over there. Oh, just and it's just, I love that film. I also kind of, when it comes to really good period movies, mm. like um, there was a great one they did recently called Emma. Oh. which is based on uh, um, one of Jane Austen's books. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Emma until I saw the film. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it because it's like Jane Austen, if anyone doesn't know much about Jane Austen, she wrote some comedies and Emma is one of them. Like it's mm-hmm. a very comedic oh, film. Oh, oh, comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it's very funny. It's very kind of like this about this young woman who's very stuck up mm-hmm. and she's very much <laughs> like, I'm never going to marry and I'm never going to do these things. And she kind of she has this best friend who is also kind of as arrogant as her and yeah. they've kind of just find each other and just eventually you yeah. know, you, you know those two are going to get together but it's just the humor in the fact that they are very similar uh-huh. and um and you kind of just go come on guys get it together <laughs> and realize that you like each other yeah. but it also yeah but it's also this kind of like really good um like Jane Austen she wrote a lot of really good you know, romance stories. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I feel like she was the pinnacle of moving forward with these independent, you know, thoughts, Mm -hmm. Um, especially as a female writer. She just knew how these characters were Mm -hmm. fickle and they were difficult and everyone wasn't perfect. There was a very, uh, you know, the male and female characters were very kind of fighting a lot of the time. And I feel like that was very challenging, especially probably for the time. Oh, yeah. Whereas a lot of those characters were written for the male Mm. Um, gaze rather than the you know and so this was a story that women could love and cherish and actually a lot of women still read today yeah emma gosh I, yeah no i'm gonna have to see that yeah it's 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 really really good i think you would love it because yeah. oh, it's a very yeah. fun film um it's got a great soundtrack as well oh I isn't think, um, sound, soundtracks are so important they are i just saw um i don't know if you've oh you gosh i feel horrible because i know that you're in sydney and you obviously <laughs> can't go to the cinemas but um <laughs> sorry <laughs> Oh, I just saw Free Guy with um, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yes. I've wanted to see it, and I, I probably will see it once it comes out on, like, a Apple iTunes or something like that. I promise you, you will not be able to go through your day without listening to Mariah Carey Fantasy anymore. Oh, really? I, I, it, I love it. They use that song um, in the movie, like, quite prominently, and it's just, oh, I love it. It's so good. I just love when movies, like, the soundtrack makes you feel, like, excited. And when you, like, drive home, you, like, put the soundtrack on. That's one of those movies. Yeah. yeah. I think I think it's also like, um, you know, the fact that, you know, people love going to the cinema still, even mm. as a lockdown is yeah. progressively happening and no one can in Sydney can at the moment. Um, it's funny, there are some cinemas still open, but I think they're not in the they're not in the high risk areas and anywhere oh. near me is completely shut. Oh yeah. But um it, yeah, as terms of streaming and stuff, I've watched a few films that I really wanted to see in the cinema on TV and it, and it, there is something about seeing a film later mm-hmm. when you've already seen it in the cinema that's I happily do on a TV mm-hmm. but there's some films that I'm like I want to see this the first time yeah, in, in the, the cinema. cinema yeah 
because there is something mind blowing mm-hmm. about sitting there with a chalk top or oh. some sort of you know popcorn, yeah, and just sitting and immersing yourself in the world. And it, and it you know some people get this gratification from books and stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I've always got it from movies and oh, or yeah. TV shows because it's just there is something completely about immersing yourself mm-hmm. in that world. And yeah, and then just realizing, and there's so many different stories to tell. Yeah. And I think, you know, that rule where like they say there's only seven stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We recycle them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like to a point that's true Mm -hmm. probably Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a, you know, a thousand stories you've seen time and time before. But I think the way we tell these stories differs. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's interesting because, like, you could watch a murder mystery and you'd still enjoy it because you're trying to work out who did it. It's yeah. like a puzzle. Yeah, exactly. But the same with a romantic story. You can change that mm-hmm. in any form or a Western or, you mm-hmm. know, like the genres give it what um, differentiate between, you know, settings and, and pieces and yeah. kind of the political mm-hmm. situations as well. So there's there's many different ways that I think people – kind of forget that you know you can immerse yourself in a film and people who say oh i don't watch film i'm like you oh my sorry <laughs> that's like saying i don't read a book i know like i know just like uh, yeah. do something yeah. you know and i think as well as you know going to the cinemas is like i mean the week just gone nick and i went to the cinemas three times that week <laughs> oh wow i know and on the topic i know you said chock top before that was the first we went and saw um Oh, God, what was it called? Um, Don't Breathe 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah, random, right? Don't Breathe 2. But <laughs> we went and saw that and I had a chop top for the first time and I was like, what is wrong with me? Where have I been all this time not having these? So good. Um, They're amazing when you need a craving. Oh, they are, they are. But um, I agree with you on, on how you feel when you're in the cinema, but also like when you leave the cinema and the movies like really touched you or made you feel happy and excited. Yeah. But I also love... Um, at the moment with all these streaming platforms that we have that indie feature uh, indie films get the opportunity to give their stories out there because you know on the we only have seven stories yeah um saying it's giving new creators the opportunity to give us new stories because we have so many platforms and they don't have that um stress of it you know not going well in the box office or whatever it may be yeah so i love like going on netflix and there's a netflix original or a stan original and it's like oh my gosh yeah like um did you ever watch Behind Her Eyes on Netflix? That rings a bell. No, I don't think I did. Oh my gosh, Martin, you need to go and see. You need to go and watch that. Okay. You must. It's a brilliant story and the the lead actress is just there's no words. Get back to me when you've watched it. <laughs> okay, I will. I will. I mean, Netflix has some great ones yeah. and um I'm currently watching some Disney Plus originals, oh, which I think yeah. you know. Um I'm currently watching what you know it must have taken inspiration from um, a series of unfortunate events book series. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's called um, Mysterious Benedict Society, I think it's called. Yeah. And it's about this guy called Mr. Benedict, um, and he employs four kids to go and solve a, um, an emergency. Oh. And it's and I thought what was really interesting about it was it, I was like, this sort of feels like a little bit of a kid's show. But I watched <laughs> it, and the language they use is so smart. Oh. Yeah. And so clever. And I was like, you've got four kids in this uh-huh. as leads. Uh-huh. And I think what impresses me more is it's told as well to adults. Mm-hmm. So teenagers and young adults and, you know, people even, um, you know, my age, <laughs> <laughs> when you're just like almost 30, um, 
still a young adult. You, you um, get two yeah, years you though enjoy- because of COVID, so you're not. Yeah, you know, you're minus two years. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm still like, I'm 27. Yeah, 27. You're fine. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's the thing, you know, I watch these things and I just think that there is, there is an audience for everything. Mm-hmm. And I think when shows especially are really written smart, like they really know what they're trying to write mm-hmm. for and their art style is really clever mm-hmm. and it's unique and it's different. There's a sense of just intrigue and, and, and kind of like this sense of fascination yeah and i feel like with indie films especially there are some indie films i'm like oh my god the dialogue is written amazingly or 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 the fact that some characters don't even speak Mm -hmm. for half the film is amazing um but yeah you kind of forget that indie films are yeah an experimental piece or they're kind of like um this really you know um challenging piece of artwork um Mm -hmm. and yeah I, i feel like you know, you and I are in the privilege because we're we're artists, mm-hmm. so we'd like to watch these things. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like there are so many people who would never give these the line of day, even in pandemic exactly, times. Exactly, yeah. No, they would see like that it like isn't in the cinemas or, you know, whatever and just not even give it a shot. Yeah. And I mean, like the films that get sequels all the time, like the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, is- <laughs> I've seen so many funny... Um- <laughs> Memes about that, about taking it too far. <laughs> Look, I mean, you can you can never accuse them as not being for family. Vin yeah. Diesel's character is literally <laughs> always about the family. Yeah. Um, I feel like that uh, film has made his career. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. Because... He can't do anything else after this. That's it. <laughs> no, and I don't think he could have done much before. Oh, yeah. He's, he, it's just... And I don't mean this in a cruel way. No. He's just a monotoned actor. Yeah. He is very... His his accent is so thick mm-hmm. that it's it comes out very gruff, yeah, yeah. and very flat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure he's a lovely man in real life. Yeah. I'm sure, absolutely sure he is. Just in case he's listening, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just one of those actors that I'm like, if it wasn't for the Fast and Furious career, I don't think you would have made that many films. <laughs> Nick and I were actually talking about this the other day because we saw one of the funny. Um, family memes and we we're talking about how the rock is always the rock in every movie he just plays him and it's just amazing <laughs> like it's just funny how some actors play themselves like they're the same character in each movie even if the story is like quite different they're still the same character does that make sense like they're always yeah it does. they just yeah, play yeah, themselves yeah. that was kind of why i felt a little bit of hesitation because they did jumanji 2 mm-hmm. which is uh, you know the sequel to um uh, Jumanji's the original Jumanji with Robin Williams yeah. and I thought the rock in it perfect that's going to be fun but then they made a sequel to that mm. and they had rock Kevin Hart Jack Black and Karen Gillan reappear and I, I just got nothing new from it I didn't yeah I didn't feel like they needed to make a sequel of a sequel yeah that's the thing like yeah. I was like if you're going to do a sequel do it about a bunch of other kids mm-hmm. playing this game and then a new set of characters because yeah. I feel like Watching the same characters, and even though they changed, like who was um, the rock character, and yeah, 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 it still felt the same. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it it didn't feel new, mm. and I I definitely feel like they're just not, you know, I mean, Kevin Hart is a good actor; mm. he's done a few good things, but I mean, yeah. Um, the Rock isn't. <laughs> Jack Black is. He's done a few oh, things, and Karen Gillan. But it's just like when you're putting all your focus on the Rock, yeah. It, it it really limits yep. um how much like, 
interest I have, which is why I'm really excited to see Black Adam. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you've got a really amazing cast in that mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Like you've got Pierce Brosnan, you've got, um, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. a few other people. Um, I can't remember the list full list, but I know Pierce Brosnan's in it. <laughs> um, but he's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, like also watching that, I'm probably also just going to be like how much charm because this character, if, if you know people who are fans of the character know that he's an anti, uh, like he's a villain, mm-hmm. so he's not meant to be a hero. And watching Jack, um, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson be a villain is probably still going to be him charming. Yeah, I know. Like it's got, That's it, it's isn't not it? Gonna be because anything it's, else. it's just him, and he's so great. And I just can't see him being. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to like him, even though he's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, got to like him. Oh yeah. But um, <laughs> but I mean, like. Do is, with that all in in side, do do you ever get when you're you know you're doing roles or anything like that? Mm. Do you worry that people are only casting you for this for you, or are you very wanting them to cast you for the character as well? Like, do you, how do you feel about your reflection of your own acting and everything as well? Oh, that's an that's an interesting question, isn't it? Because with the roles that I have um, coming up, the characters are very they're very real, so they're very like. They're just like normal people that you can just, I feel like I can just step into quite easily. Then they haven't been so different than I feel like it's like character work, if that makes sense. Like I yeah. feel like um, with one of the characters I'm playing in um, a horror, uh, sorry, a horror short that I'm doing, I feel like I can just step into her quite easily and just, you know, obviously have elements of, of her, her backstory and her timeline, but I feel like I can also bring myself into it a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I think, you know, this, this early on in, in my career, I'm happy to be me in, well, not be me completely, but have parts of me in, in the roles that I do. But in the future, I would love to do character work. I would love that. That just interests me so much. It's just such a fun world. And yeah, I just don't think I've had the opportunity to audition for something like that just yet. So, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also like, um, I I definitely could see you in like various different roles. Yeah, I I I love um actors that do everything, mm. that can do anything and are never like oh, my ultimate ultimate love her. Um gosh, Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. Oh really? I love her. I just love everything she does and um oh gosh, who's the other? I don't know if you oh, you should know her, Sarah Paulson. From, oh yeah! Oh man, I I just love that 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 woman can pick up any any role, and they're so different, and she just kills it every time, and you forget that it's her. Yeah, you just you think, oh, this is this is the character in the movie. You forget that it's the actor, and that is like my absolute aspiration in my career is to be like that, to not be Megan Bell in the movies, to be the character. Yeah. I mean, like um, Sarah Paulson's also like just had a absolute career with oh, um the American Horror Stories, oh, yeah. and um, you know she's been in almost every series. And do you know who else is is fantastic? Florence Pugh. Oh, Florence Pugh is amazing. I can't believe that she gets so much um slack for her weight. I think it's a she looks. That th- that's the thing. Okay, that must be something because that mm. happens so much on mm-hmm. on media. Mm-hmm. How how girls look and especially and, in in that industry. Yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh, um, had started on a film. I remember the first film I ever saw her in was called Lady Macbeth. Oh yeah. Um, 
Have you seen it? No. It's a very indie kind of film. And I remember being taken to the cinema. <laughs> I had no idea who she was. Like, I was like, my friend was like, let's go and see this film. It looks really good. Yeah. I was like, all right, I know nothing about it. <laughs> and it was about this young woman. It was a period story. Mm-hmm. But this young woman married to this older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And like they didn't really get along and, you know, anything. And then she started having an affair mm-hmm. with, um, like, I think he was like a stable boy kind of situation. Oh, yeah. And then um, she murdered her husband and then it uh, kind of went on a downward spiral <laughs> of everything. She became, like, quite insane. Yeah. Um, but it was very interesting because, you know, she was 19 – she was, like, 1920 at the time. So she was very oh, young wow. when she did this film. Yeah. And there was so much – like I did, I was kind of surprised because it was like it was one of those indie films where there's a lot of nudity, mm-hmm. there's a lot of sex scenes, and there's just a lot of like kind of not confronting in the way. It's just a lot of like, oh, this is kind of like edgy drama. This is very intriguing drama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, gosh, she's brave for someone who's twenty and just, to do a role. Yeah, yeah. kind of skyrocketed her to stardom. Uh, that film. I think the first film I saw Florence in was Malevolent, actually. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. Scary, a scary film. I think, yeah, I think that's the first one that I saw her in. But I just, I can't believe that she gets slack for, for her weight. It's just, and it's, it's silly because, you know, we're in 2021, you know, everyone should just let everyone do what they want and look how they want and be who they want. Um, and as a, as a female in this industry, there is so much pressure in on that to- you know on that topic and how you look on screen and and I hate that it's like that, but it, I feel yeah. like it still feels like that. Is that something you worry about as well? I don't. I I don't want to admit it, but I think it definitely is, and I hate that because it's such a materialistic aspect to you know and, and nothing compared to what we do. But I feel like. Yes, and and like some castings, for example, I'll get and they'll request a full body shot. And I always think to myself, I wonder if they're asking for that to see what you look like, like full, full shot. Yeah. You know? And yeah, I mean, I'm a very, like, as you probably know from all my stories, I I love health and fitness. My my partner, he's um in the fitness industry. So I'm, I'm very surrounded by that and I love it. But I do definitely feel the pressure to like keep myself a certain way yeah yeah I mean that's that's very hard and I think you know the other side of the coin is people must look at you and go oh yeah you know she might never have problems and everything like that and you know (sighs) yeah it it, I completely disagree with that statement I and I wonder Mm -hmm. how you feel on it because yeah people you know because you're so active and um and all about fitness and health mm-hmm. it, it, that must drive you crazy when people still kind of must look at you and go oh she, you're not quite perfect or you know yeah anything know. like that well how do, what do what goes through your head when people are still like this what do you feel I um I try to not care what anyone thinks about me that doesn't directly influence my life um yeah as long as I'm happy in myself and and how I feel when I when I get dressed up or when I'm in my loungewear or in my activewear as long as I feel happy fit and healthy and then that's all that matters at the end of the day and if I don't get a a job in like sorry cast in a job because I'm too big than what they 
what they wanted. Like, I don't want to be a part of this production to start with, you know, because I don't want you to want me in this for, for how I look. I want you because of the way I am, the way I act, what I, what I can bring. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to not care what people say or perceive about you, but I am really trying to just only care about what I think and feel and what I see. Yeah. Which I think is admirable. And I especially like, Mm -hmm. you know, lockdown is one of those hard things at the moment because a lot of people worry about, you know, gaining weight and losing weight and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, Mm -hmm. I used to, you know, before the pandemic and everything, I used to, you know, go to the gym quite regularly and now kind of like since the pandemic, I've sort of like slowed down and not worried about (laughs) as much. It's not your fault. (laughs) I know. But I I mean, also for me, I used to be very worried about how I used to look and and constantly kind of going, I don't look right. And I look you know, overweight or I I don't look healthy Mm -hmm. or anything like this. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, at the end of the day, as long as I feel happy and healthy, as you say, you're in a better position because... Exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of people worry about these things, especially just... And I feel like the pressure is way more on, on, you know, you as a female artist and, you know, Mm -hmm. other women out there. But... Yeah, it's it's very challenging because there is this expectation that you've always got to look a certain way and what classifies yeah. as sexy and what classifies exactly. as beautiful. Exactly. Um, and especially with, you know, an actress in the caliber of, of Florence. Yeah. So wonderful. And sh- even she has this pressure and gets criticized because she's not as skinny as someone else in her fit. Like, yeah. why does that matter? Like, did she not do an amazing job in that film or the films that she's in. Yes, she did. So why does it matter? Like, just let us do what we want to do. She's happy. Like, why do you have to try to influence that? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just frustrating. Um, but I don't think it'll ever go away. It's been like this for <laughs> yeah forever. I mean, like, but yeah. I, how do you, how do you then gauge with audition stuff that you want to approach? Mm. How do you know when you go and, and meet people in the industry of who might be good and who might not be? Um, I like, I like to think that I have pretty good intuition. I know that sounds cringy, (laughs) but like, um, if I'm in a cast, if I'm in a casting office and and it just doesn't feel right straight off the bat Mm. and then I get offered the role, like I know I got offered, um, oh gosh, this was like maybe a year ago I got offered a role and I said to Nick, I said, it just doesn't feel right, right from the start, sort of the way they've spoken to me via email, Mm. um, is not respectful and I I don't have an agent so I'm representing myself to get the work and I feel like sometimes they take advantage of that. Yeah. I mean, I sh- people say, you know, any role is a good role as long as you're working, which I definitely agree with. But if you're in a position where you don't feel comfortable and you don't feel respected and you don't feel like you're being treated as a professional, I think it's okay to say, no, this isn't for me. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you need to feel respected and comfortable, especially to do what we do. Yeah. Being comfortable is so important to me as well. I'm sure it is to everyone. But, yeah, look, if I'm if I'm not completely comfortable, oh gosh, how many times have I said comfortable? <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I don't feel safe, there's a different word. Yeah. I will probably turn down the production, which thankfully has not happened very often. Only like one or two times. I yeah. said, no, you know, thank you so much, but it's just not for me at this time. And every time I've done that, I've been available for a great opportunity. And I think, oh, that was a good decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's also, and I mean, like, it, it comes down to exploitation. Mm. And, mm-hmm. 
I think you know, people like to exploit goodwill and everything. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like that's not always the case. I feel like sometimes, it, it you know, like it's such a fine line yeah. that people walk, especially like, and I will say this to, I've said this a lot, but I, I think for... <laughs> Um, you know, people who are males in the industry or identify as males, like there, there is a just a fine line we walk mm-hmm. uh, that you know is to make people feel safe, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also in doing that, as as any production or anything, when it you know, and if there, it requires to be anything that you know is kind of putting someone in a vulnerable position, yeah. You you write it down in contract. You write it, everything down. You discuss it with them. Mm-hmm. You make sure that there are safe words or, mm-hmm. you know, because of the thing as well, it's kind of like, it's like a relationship. You kind of have to put everything on the table and go, this is yep. this is what's required. Mm-hmm. On these days, we're doing this scene, which is, you know, the, you know, there'll be a limited set. Mm-hmm. There'll be, a, you know, a, no one around. So, you know, yeah. except for like five people who need to deal mm-hmm. with it on the day. And yeah, when you get that level of respect or knowing what you're going into, you feel much safer. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like I feel like people exploit that and you know, and I absolutely despise it, you know, like I don't like it when people, you know, use the word hot or like, oh she's gorgeous on oh, yeah. on my on my photography mm-hmm. or anything like that. Because I take a lot of I, I take a lot of photos of women mm-hmm. so a lot of the time when i feel like that i'm not thinking about those things and i say this no exactly yeah all the time to people i'm like i don't think about anything other than the technical side of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when you take the photos and and i always show my partner and and she loves seeing it and going, oh, oh things look great yeah and everything but i always run things by her as well mm-hmm. and i think the one thing is like you know when there's always this sense of you know people thinking that you hide things or you know i can't i can't do this and i can't you know it's like just be open and honest like as an artist you're d- telling them a concept you're telling them what's happening you're telling mm-hmm. them this that and the other it's not about exploiting someone unless it, you know uh, uh, it shouldn't be it should yeah. never be about exploiting anyone because you know and this is why i hate the word exposure yeah it's 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 such a bullshit you know this will get you exposure it's oh. like no this is getting you you know, to be a real creep to people and it's not okay, it's not consensual, yeah, yeah. you know, it's very easy to get blacklisted in this industry mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, you know, I, I think it's more so than it used to be because of the whole Harvey Weinstein oh, yeah. kind of escapade recently. But, um, yeah. you know, the the thing that I think a lot of people don't realise is is just how much people will reprimand you for inappropriate behaviour nowadays mm-hmm. or just how many people won't come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like I've I've definitely dealt with email chains of people who I think aren't professional or... Yeah, yeah. Um, or just, you know, language, as you say, like language mm-hmm. that people use mm-hmm. and or um, people I've worked alongside with and I wouldn't want to work alongside with again. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. There's always the case, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, just forget that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, when that does happen, um, it's also interesting because I think there's the other side of the coin is if you work with someone bad once and you didn't realize they were a bad person, kind of people put you into the category of like, oh, you worked with that person. Oh, <laughs> I, well, you, well, everyone knows they're bad. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> I signed a contract. <laughs> it's too late. I didn't know. It's too know. late. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's, always these kind of things and I think 
in the corporate world, it doesn't always. It's it's harder. Mm-hmm. I think I think in a corporate world, you know, people come and go, and they aren't perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and getting rid of these people can be quite challenging because you know, for contract reasons or how much power they have. And yeah, I yeah. think a lot of the time it's changing. I think a lot of it is changing. But, yeah, there's a, there's a real sense of, um, you know, the the attitude and, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like, especially how people are treated on set is, is completely like mm-hmm. I, the last thing I, I think I ever want to have the ability of set is complain about people. And I don't mm-hmm. like complaining. Like, it's, you know, it's just not a you know, an environment that anyone wants to deal with. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, have you gone on set ever and just had mm. people go, oh, this person and oh, this oh, person? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's taking so long. Oh. Yeah. When are we on? Oh, yeah. And it's just like, man, just chill. Like, be positive, okay? We all have to work. We can't do anything about it. We can't change this person. Yeah. Let's just acknowledge that. It is what it is, and we just need to stay positive. <laughs> but yes, I have been there I've, on a night shoot too. So I was exhausted, oh. and then to have this person just wah, 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 wah. it's like, oh, oh, come on, I'm so tired, and you're making me even more tired. <laughs> <laughs> so drain the energy. How are you? How are your night shoots, and especially with loading lines and everything? How's that sort of like challenge for you? I was so scared on my first night shoot because I'm um, I'm an early bird. <laughs> oh. I go to bed at like. Nine, nine thirty, ten. If I'm being super <laughs> daredevil, you know, on TikTok, um, killing time. <laughs> um, but I was okay. I think because when you're working, because you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm working. I'm getting paid to be here. This is what I do. You stay awake, and you, you know, you don't get tired. I, and I also had the help of some no dos. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. I know. I can't believe I I had no dose. I felt like such a rebel because I is, like that is a high school <laughs> education right there. <laughs> just popping the no dose in between, nah, just just like one or two. <laughs> um, but I feel like yeah, once once you're in the environment, you're like right. This is this is my work. Um, I'm I'm taking pride in everything that I'm doing. I feel yeah. like you don't get tired, which is strange. You just because maybe you have adrenaline or whatever yeah. maybe, but. Yeah, I've done two night shoots and I've I've been okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm I not mean, I'm not too scared of them anymore. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, like, what's been one of the biggest challenges for you? I guess on set, especially like now, kind of leaping into the industry. Um, well, I actually f- I did a short film in Byron Bay, um, ooh, like maybe four months ago. Obviously, before the situation. Yeah. And um. I was a. I was doing it with students. Actually, it was a student film. It was a paid student film as well, which was wow. rare. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was for um, SAA SAE College. I don't know if you've heard of them. I vaguely heard of them. I think I know who you're talking about. They're just like a film, like um, yeah, like a film school. But they actually, so they hire act um, actors and actresses, like subcontract them for the students. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, here's your actors. We've paid them. They can do the role that you want. So I did a um, I did a short film down there, and obviously they're students, so they're still learning. But I think the the it was just frustrating at times because we'd be in like we were doing a um, a bedroom scene. It wasn't like a sex scene or anything. We were just like lying on the bed, and they blacked mm. out. They blacked out all the room, and they had all these lights on us, and I was sweating. I was so hot. Oh no! And because they 
were constantly like bickering with each other, like, no, do it from this or do this or change this, you know, because they're students, they're trying to learn, they're trying to also be like the loudest on set and the best, you know, how yeah, yeah, yeah. they may be. Um, and I remember Josh, who was the, um, the lead actor I was with, him and I were like, we're dying. We're literally dying. And we were sitting in the bed for like half an hour, did a, did a two minute take, another half an hour just sitting there. Two minute take, one minute take. And I I got to a point and I said, look, I need to step outside because I'm going to faint. And they're like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. We didn't even like think of that. And I was like, no, I know. <laughs> oh my God. But that was probably the, that was probably the tough, like mental, mentally toughest thing I, I, I've had to do. And I, I just kept thinking to myself, Megan, they're just learning. Yeah. They're not really aware of you so much. They're more focused on what they're doing, you know, to yeah. finish the project, get good grades, all that sort of stuff. And but that was really tough. And I was try- I was trying not to say it because I didn't want to be that actress that's like, oh my gosh, I need to go outside, you know, like I didn't want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. But oh man, that was hard. And you know what stage? You know what the lights are like. We had like four or five <sighs> different lights. Um, the sound the sound was over us and. Um, she was like shaking because it's just so hot. <laughs> oh my it was, god! It was just um, you do, yeah. That was one of the toughest things I've I've, I've ever had to do, and it doesn't That's... sound that bad, but in in the moment it was hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like pretending you're at a normal body temperature when yeah. you're sweltering. Yeah, is yeah. um, you know, it's like that thing of you know, I've seen people film in the middle of winter, and they're meant to look like they're in summer because you know. Oh like, yeah. That's ridiculous. Um, I had that as well on that on that shoot. It was so weird because during the day it was hot, but at night or early, early morning it was freezing and we had to do an early morning um, scene where we were watching the sunrise over the mountain. And mountain, it was the coldest I think I've ever felt. And I was in little tiny shorts, a little tiny um, singlet top and boots, and I was shaking. I was so cold. And they do our scene, and as you know, scenes a minute or two minutes, and then they'd stop and they'd run and put a jacket on me, and oh my gosh, it was freezing, and it was really hard to um, to forget about that when you were doing the scene, to like yeah. be in summer, a beautiful morning, beautiful sunset. I'm so happy, but inside, I'm like, oh my god, I'm absolutely freezing. <laughs> I know. I I think that's kind of like whenever I watch any show, yeah, and you can tell like that what they're wearing is very thin like it's 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 very <laughs> cold where they are and i'm just like oh dear god yeah. they look like they're ready to die uh-huh um and you know like the one of the things that i think is amazing is you know when there's multiple when you go into professional sets there's multiple wardrobes of the same costume mm-hmm. they you know whenever someone has to run into the ocean in one costume and then they have a scene later that day that they've got a shooting they just give yeah. them the the dry costume yeah. and they get changed into the dry costume and mm-hmm. they have you know like they get prepared but it's it's always kind of that surreal feeling of like as a viewer of the show or of the movie, you always see them in that same clothing, so your brain just kind of assumes that it's always the same thing. Yeah. But it's actually probably like multiple different clothing uh-huh. items that they've <laughs> had to change into, yeah. you know, of the same kind of shirt, but, you know, with the same rip on it, and they've just mm-hmm. got to keep it consistent because of the, yeah. um, you know, the what they've been required to do all day. It's funny, people that don't work or haven't had experience on a film probably don't realise how hard it is to be the continuity person. (laughs) (laughs) No. I remember my first, first um, job, I didn't even 
realize it was a continuity person. This is like four years ago or whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> you're very important. No wonder you're so angry at me if I like move this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that one person that's just like, don't move that. That was like yeah. that last take, put it back. You don't like as an, not an average, gosh, I shouldn't use that word, as like an outsider that's not in the industry, you don't even realize that those types of people are uh, what help the movie be, yeah. you know? I think, I, I think, yeah, it's, that's always kind of the thing of, yeah, just pretending and, and yeah, like, you know, just getting it right per scene. Mm. I think, um, and especially as you say, scenes, scenes, the setup between shots mm. can sometimes take a while. Oh yeah. And I think that lighting... I remember shooting one scene all day and it was, you know, barely 40 seconds, but mm. it took us a whole day to shoot oh, because yeah. there was so much makeup required. Uh-huh. There was so much, you know, like stuff and we had to walk through the scene. Mm-hmm. We started at 7am. I had been up since 5am, started at 7am. We didn't start shooting until 10am because of oh. makeup and yeah. then and then we wrapped at 4 but it was mm-hmm. one of those situations where, you know, suddenly the, the light was really overcast and so we started filming it was overcast and then it got mm-hmm. bright in the middle of the day yeah. because of the sun. So you have to wait until the sun gets behind <laughs> clouds again and then you continue filming. So you kind mm-hmm. of, you prioritize, okay, well, the light's out, so let's break for lunch. Then we'll come back, do touch-ups and then go back into it. So, yeah, your brain kind of goes, oh, you know, this is kind of extraordinary for like yeah. a minute and a half worth of material. Yeah. But it takes you a whole day sometimes to do. It takes a whole village as well. Yeah. Just, yeah, for something that what viewers see is so simple. 20 seconds. Don't even remember that scene. Took us yeah. <laughs> an entire day. <laughs> it's it's And it's so surreal because people think that filmmaking, especially with acting as well, that mm-hmm. it's so easy. But acting is one of the hardest things mm-hmm. um, to do. Oh yeah, because you know you and and do you do you you know like obviously because you mentioned before that you, know, <laughs> you think acting gets a bad name and a bad rap and you know wanting to be an actor. Um, do you feel like people underestimate actors a lot as well? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think as well, like when we make a film or a short film or whatever, like TV commercial, whatever it may be, we act for about. of it. The rest of of it is us sitting around, learning lines, getting our makeup done, changing our costumes, rehearsing, um, table time, all that sort of, like, we're acting for such a small amount of it. So the rest is just, like, people don't, I think some people that aren't in the industry as well would think maybe that we just rock up and we're just acting the whole day. Yeah. Oh, how much fun. They just spend the whole day acting. It's like, no. I spent the whole day talking to my classmate. I spent the whole day going over my lines and then I shot for 10 minutes and then that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I think, I think as an actor, people think that it's just like a fun, like glamorous job and you just want to do it to be famous and be a celebrity. But it's like, no, it's nothing like what you think. It's very different. And it's actually, it's actually a hard, it's hard at times, especially when you have to do a scene that requires higher high emotional investment yeah like um i have in the feature there's a scene there um that's quite intense something that i've never experienced before and i've been trying to find ways to get myself into that state and then trying to figure out how i'm going to get out of it after that yeah get out of that mental mental um position and i don't think people understand how intense it is to be an actor and and how much 
you have to give of yourself and, and how much you do behind the scenes as well. Yeah. And also it's a business. I'm a business. I work all the time. I, you know, I don't just get given roles. I work my butt off to get them. Yeah. I'm auditioning hundreds and hundreds of times to get one role. And they don't see that that sort of stuff. I'm I'm learning different accents. I'm standing up in front of people that scare the heck out of me to get myself out of my comfort zone. You know, I didn't just get here because I decided I wanted to be an actor one day. I had to learn how to be a business and and trust myself and experience new things and and hustle. Yeah. You know, like especially because um, I haven't got an agent and I'm and I'm trying to get one. I just want to have a good backing, if that makes sense. I want to have good good footage and, and good accents and, you know, everything that they need to go, here you go, there's a package here. Um, but, yeah, I think if someone said, I want to be an actor and they thought it would just be super, uh, super simple and easy, I think they'd be very mistaken. <laughs> yeah. And you need to love every part of it. Yeah. Obviously there's bits that are just like a little bit frustrating at times, but... I think you need to love the whole business as a whole, not just the, if you're lucky, the glitz and the glamour and, and the great projects that you get to do that come with the industry. Again, if, if you're very, very lucky to get into those yeah. positions. Do, is, is voice acting or something you've ever thought about doing or like more of that as well? Yeah, it is actually. Funny that you say that. Like even being in, uh, the viewers can't see me, but <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm in this little room and I like have like a mic and a headset on and I feel like, oh, I feel so cool. Like I said to um, John, who, um, is he the owner of the studio? Oh, the, yeah. John runs the Audio yeah, Advantage. Yeah, yeah. I said to him, oh, I feel like a singer in here. It's like pretty cool. <laughs> um, but I think voiceover work would be fun. Like I love watching behind the scenes of voiceover work because mm. you get to watch the actors just in normal clothes, being yeah. like animated characters and like doing all these voices and actions. And it's like, wow, that looks like so much fun, but also really hard at the same time. <laughs> yeah, because you've got to use your voice entirely mm. to emote. Exactly. You know, and this is the thing I think that everyone knows. Not everyone's a voice actor. And mm -hmm. it is very particular when you notice. I've been watching um, uh, the Marvel series, What If? Oh. Yeah. I have noticed when they cast some of the actors who have been in the Marvel films, mm -hmm. some of them are definitely not voice actors. <laughs> and it's just because they're very good theatre actors or they're very good film actors. Uh -huh. um, like they they can do both. But when it comes to voice acting, you've really got to put your whole personality mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. the voice. Like, oh, yeah. Because no one sees anything else other than what you're doing with that voice. And you can see the actors who have had voice training and voice mm -hmm. work, done voice work, and then you see the other actors who have just gone... I'll just give this a go. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. For a couple of lines, that sounded really flat. And I... <laughs> it's just like yeah. they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I totally... You don't get that because it's it's it is an art form, mm -hmm. but um mm -hmm. yeah I think I think one of the things that you know I think really blends itself because you have an amazing voice you have a wonderful voice oh thank you <laughs> do you know that people often think that I am English really yeah the other day I was at the dog park um with Carl my dog don't laugh at his name okay I love it <laughs> we wanted him to have a superhuman name it's so funny when we're at the dog park and. The elderly people, um, bless them, say, oh, what's his name? And I say, oh, it's Carl. They always look at me like, oh, oh. That's, that's <laughs> I 
that's my what? husband's name. <laughs> um, gosh, how did I get to the dog park? Oh, yeah. I... I'm, at... <laughs> <laughs> I'm at the dog park and, um, again, the yeah. elderly people love to chat because, they, you know, they love to chat and I love to yeah. chat. And, they, and this one guy said to me, so what part of England are you from? And I said, oh. I'm sorry? <laughs> he said, oh, I'm from Cambridge. And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not English. He's like, really? I was like, no. He's like, do you get it all the time? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. People often say to me, are you like from an, Eng- like are you English? And you've like lived here and you've kind of got a little bit of twang left. And I'm like, no, I think I just maybe pronounce my words and I'm not lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, though, bear in mind, people in the yeah. Gold Coast and Brisbane do, <laughs> are quite lazy with some of their yeah. words. Yeah. Um, there, this was from many years ago, but I remember mm. like, you know, because in Sydney, we don't say, we don't really go, hey, man, how going? You know, if yeah. you do, it's, you're from like the outskirts. You're not really <laughs> from the city. Not a cid- yeah, city. Yeah, you're city, not a city yeah. kid. Yeah. And the same with Melbourne. Everyone just speaks very properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can completely understand. Like, I've been called English my entire life and I'm like, yeah. oh, really? I have an Australian accent. You can hear it. And they're like, it's oh, Yeah, no, when you speak, like there's some words, and I don't know if maybe you've had dialect coaching, with, but some some you probably have, but some of your words you say with a little bit of an accent. Oh, thank I've you. I've noticed. Yeah, oh, thank oh. you. Oh, thank <laughs> it's like you. My, my best mate, Stacey, she's an actress as well, and yeah. she really pronounces her R's like there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like she often sounds American because of her training. And it's, it's funny how it just sticks with some people. Yeah. But, yeah. It's I I think I think also just the the way our voices are. Yeah. It's it, you know like I remember growing up and this was something that I never thought about and I grew up and everyone was like god you have a really annoying voice. <laughs> it was just like Whoa. one of those things. <laughs> and I remember when I started doing the podcast and I sent I sent some snippets off to people, mm. you know, like of just my voice um testing it all and they were just like you have a really nice voice for radio. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it's apparently, yeah, I, I never thought of that. But, I, you know, like everyone says it to me and it's something that I've sort of yeah. started considering is is um, the one avenue. Because I want to get back into acting. But I think mm. if I ever do acting, it would be voice acting because I just yeah. absolutely love using mm-hmm. my voice. But it's one of those things that I think, you know, it's such a compliment to really kind of be like, Oh, if I can hide behind a microphone, yeah. I am in heaven because it's just, yeah. you know, I can be as expressive as I want uh-huh. Uh-huh. and, and like use the full capacity of that voice that I've yeah. got and, mm-hmm. and just really play ball with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I guess, I guess like, yeah, it goes back to that whole thing of, I just kind of like people not entirely knowing what I look like yeah. <laughs> sometimes. It's just a little bit of a hideaway in my gremlin hole. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you hear someone talk over the phone and then you meet them in person. It's like, oh my gosh, you're nothing like <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Like in a good way? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's like we completely have different visions of people in our heads and then we hear that we see them and like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was not what I thought you would like. Mm-hmm. But that's so interesting because that's, it. yeah, our voices don't always match. Yeah. What we look like. Um. What I mean, I really, I really think that also you, in particular, yeah, because you speak so well, mm. you you have such a good um and fantastic voice. Oh. I think something like um you know voice acting would be like because you know not only is there animation but there's radio plays yeah. that have become yeah. a big thing during the lockdown and the mm-hmm. pandemic. Um, 
And I mean, like, you know, with it, when it comes to accents and stuff, mm-hmm. how are you with those? Are they a very big challenge for you or do you find them quite easy? Um, I think it's just the discipline aspect. Like with the American accent, I, um, I've had a fair bit of dialect coaching, but it's mm. just using those tools and, and practicing that I'm, I'm not very good. I'm a little bit lazy. So mm. I think if I'm going to audition for something that requires just a, a general standardized American accent, I will spend the day before relearning it almost, Yeah, you know, just to get myself used to, to, to pronouncing and, um, using my tongue, like rolling my tongue in certain ways, that, that sort of stuff. But, mm. um, no, I, 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 I think I'm very lucky that I, I pick it up relatively fast, but again, it's just that I don't practice it enough for it to just like, I can just switch it on if that makes sense. Yeah. Like. If you were to ask me to do an American accent right now, I'd be like, no, Martin, it's not happening because I would just embarrass myself. And <laughs> I won't even bother then. No, don't. Oh, I will. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't do it to me. Um, no, I won't. I wouldn't dare. Yeah, no, I like to see it like the phonetics. I write down the phonetics and see it on paper. And then I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. Get into the swing of it. And then I am then I feel comfortable to, um, to do the accent. But yeah, I, I think I, I'm lucky to be able to pick it up quick yeah. enough that I need. Yeah. I love that. My best mate is the best, though. She, Stacy, she's an actress, and her American yeah. accent is just beautiful. Like, how do you just do that? Like, she doesn't. I feel like she learned once, and now she's just like half American. <laughs> she just flips it on, and you're yeah. like, what? It's like, gosh. um. <laughs> I think. I mean, with all this though, and you do all this acting, and 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 we've talked a bit about like your social media presence and everything, mm. and like mm. you're an introvert. Was I want to kind of go onto the topic of mental health. Yeah. Of How course. are you with your own mental health in in the capacity of everything? Because, you know, with social media, you're not the most prominent person to mention mental health as much. Mm-hmm. Are you a very much an, like someone who is quite good on top of your own mental health and dealing with everything? Or are you, because um, you have a little bit of anxiety. and Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely do get a little bit of um, anxiety. Um, gosh, I think presently, like the last couple of months is when I have struggled the most with my mental health. And I took a little bit of time off work as well, just mm. with, and I, and I feel selfish because I'm so lucky to even be working in the industry, but, you know, getting setbacks and, and productions being pushed back because of COVID and things being canceled, yeah. it just, it just gets to you sometimes, mm. especially when time is so valuable. Um, but I think, for me, I never used to really like think about how I was feeling. I always just masked it and just got on with got on with it. You know, yeah. there are people that have it worse than me. Like, what have I got to be upset about, or, or or whatever it may be? But I think recently, with COVID going on for so long, that has definitely affected me a lot. Um, yeah, there's been points that I've said to Nick. I said, Nick, you know, if this continues the way it is, I'm. I want to pick up some study outside of my my acting because I want to have something that I can put my energy into when I can't do this because every time I get pushed back or I get told, no, we can't do it because it's locked down, it just gets to me. It gets me down so, so much because it's something that you love and you care about and you yeah. just want to do and someone keeps going, nope. And especially as you would probably know, Martin, our, our industry doesn't get considered essential. They don't. They don't care about yeah. the small productions, the indie productions, the actors and actresses that are trying to get out there and work. They don't care about that, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think for me 
actually recognising that I'm not okay sometimes and giving myself the time to understand why. Yeah. I've just recently learned how to do that. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, that's hard, um, especially because like, I know, I know you were feeling a bit, you know, of anxiety coming onto this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny how that just like evaporates. Like as soon as I start talking, you know, it might just be you because you're so wonderful. (laughs) Um, But as soon as I start talking and like go, oh, you know what? I actually do deserve to be here. I do. And I think that's the thing, Martin, is that I get, I get in my head where I don't think I deserve to be speaking about this in like, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'm worthy enough to be on an acting podcast, but then I, then I think, heck no. Yes, I do deserve to be here. And then that sort of that anxiety goes away when I start to feel more confident in myself and what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually do deserve to be here. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 And and absolutely. And I think, I feel like that's, that's the thing I can't, you know, I can only tell you from, you know, Mm -hmm. what I think of you, but (laughs) it's, it's, it's interesting because it needs to be that self love as well and that self care. Definitely. Because. Um, you know, if you don't have that, and, and I say this to everyone, if you don't have self-love and self-care, you, no matter how many affirmations or mm. confidence <laughs> buildings someone's give you, it will never feel like enough because exactly, yeah. um, you won't live to your full extreme. And I think, yeah, it's absolutely you deserve to be here because you are not only a positive person, but you are a real person. Mm, mm-hmm. And I think... Um, you know, th- that's the thing that I think this industry lacks mm-hmm. is a lot of realness yeah. when it comes to, um, you know, the, the anxiety and the, mm-hmm. the fighting of, you know, because you like, it's interesting because you mentioned the whole, like finding, you know, finding something else to do while mm-hmm. everything gets pushed back. I think a lot of people just are waiting. Yeah. They're, they're, there's so much waiting going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think affects me is just the in limbo. Yeah. And- I'm again, I'm so blessed that I have a, a casual job that I can work through the pandemic and I, I get paid. But when I'm there and I've just been told that my production's been pushed back, I just get so down. And I think yeah. this is where I am. I'm sitting in a retail store. Like, what am I doing? Like, I should be, I'm 23. I should have had a degree. And then I have to like take myself out of that mindset and go, no, you're doing what you can with what you've got and you're doing yeah. a good job. And if you want to study something on the side because it interests you and only because it interests you, not because you think you have to, then yeah. that's fine as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's, that's very profound. Mm. You know, <laughs> it, it is as well. And I, I, I think that's a lot of the thing that, you know, I say to everyone, yeah. everyone goes, how do you run a podcast when you do full-time work? How do you do all these like things outside of work? And I just go, if I didn't have these things to do, mm-hmm. I would not be nearly as happy exactly as you yeah. know there's a weird um like i and i had a few nights ago mm. um, my partner and i we were watching modern love and which is a great amazon prime show but there was one episode um which stars Anne hathaway which was based on bipolar and like this character had bipolar mm-hmm. and by the end of the episode she'd sort of like you know you know was talking about it openly and everything it was very sweet mm-hmm. but i remember just like absolutely having like you know this realization that I'd grown up with a lot of like 
my own mental health issues yeah. and yeah. you know and just absolutely sobbing and everything mm-hmm. in front of my partner and she was just like what's wrong like yeah. you know, tell me everything and I just I remember saying to her I was like you know out of everything that I've ever done um the fact that you know like I started this podcast mm-hmm. you know thinking that I, I would only ever get like you know five people ever to come on and everything <laughs> and now it's like something like 40 episodes later yeah but it, yeah. The, one of the th- things that I absolutely think that I think is even vital to other people is the feeling that you're not alone. Oh, yeah. That everyone comes from different places. Everyone comes from different points. Mm -hmm. But that feeling of not being alone in this crazy, crazy world. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone thinks that the older you are, the more you have it together. (laughs) And none of us really do. No. We're all making it up every day to Mm -hmm. get by to the next day. Mm -hmm. And... I think that is amazing when people share their experiences. Yeah, to 100%. just and I love listening to like I know on your podcast and other um, podcasts when actors say stuff and then, and then you go, oh my gosh, yes, I feel I relate to that so much. Like, thank you for for being so real because I thought I was crazy or I thought yeah, I was yeah, overthinking, yeah. and it's like thank you for for saying that you struggle and that not every day is a great day. Some days are shocking. Yeah. Like there'll be some nights um, and I'll just think about, I don't know, childhood or things that have happened in the yeah. past and it just is a trigger and it's like to normalize having that high level of emotion every now and then and getting really upset is 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 awesome to know that that's normal and that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's okay, you know. You're not, you're not in the wrong because you get upset or things get too much too sometimes. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's just. Be genuine mm. yeah. and and you make it far. Yeah. You'll make it yeah. so much far. And I, I just honestly think, um, like, I can't wait to see the project <laughs> you're about to next do once it finally comes out and you're well, gonna Well, they're going to premiere it in Sydney in, this, in the cinemas there, so I'll I'll get you in. We can sit together. Oh, yes, please, <laughs> I hope please. you like horror because I love heck, horror. Um, I remember I read the script and it was like, I think it was 190-something pages. And it was at night time. I don't know why I decided to read it at night time. And I was genuinely so scared. I, I turned Nick, God bless Nick, my partner. He's like my knight in shining. <laughs> he always reads my scripts with me. He does my um, my auditions, even though, you know, he's not an actor. And yeah, yeah, yeah. some of his um, his readings a little bit, how are you going? <laughs> <laughs> he's great. And we were both reading it. And I said, Nick, turn the light on. <laughs> I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to be genuinely scared. Like, no acting yeah. required because I'm scared. Um, but, yeah, I hope you like horror because you're I in love for a treat. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. And I mean, like, I mean that genuinely. I can't yeah. wait to see it. No, and, me too. <laughs> um, I think I think it will be an absolute blast. Also, you'll be in Sydney filming it. So I know. This is, and this I, is an ex- yeah. excuse to come and visit. <laughs> well, we just got sent our contracts the other day and um, our schedule is 20, I think it's 29 days, but it's Monday to Friday. Hopefully, of course, you know, uh, things might change. We might be working on the Saturday, but I'll have the weekends off. So I'll just pop on down and we can hang out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. We'll go in it. We'll go and get coffee. We'll yeah. go, you know, hopefully. You can, um, you can de- debrief, get me out of the crazy mental state. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will love every second of it, um, yeah. but also like, you know, you can just regale me with all the stories. Oh, yeah. Just complain. Will Nick be coming down with you? Um, I think it's all very dependent on uh, the accommodation because yeah. one of the other actresses is in Melbourne and the other two 
are in Sydney, and I think there's um, obviously a few few cast and crew um, all over yeah, Australia. Yeah, yeah. So it just depends if they're going to house us together or if they're going to put us in separate accommodation because I'm yeah. not too sure just yet. No, that's, that's totally fair. And I know, um, you know, like 29 days is not a long time. No, I know, yeah. Um, which, which is sort of just very easy comparatively to, you know, if you're away for six months. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, it might happen one day. And I mm-hmm. think that, um, like, uh, my partner and I were talking about this this yeah. morning, which was like, if we ever had to work over, you know, long distance for a while, it I was know, just yeah. like, it's all with our industry, it's always the possibility. Uh-huh. And it's, yeah. it's just a surreal feeling, but it does happen. And is your partner uh, in the industry as well? Yeah, she yeah. is. Oh, okay. She works. Um, she works at, um in programming at the moment. Oh, but, cool. Um, yeah, she absolutely. Uh, sort of, we talk about that, and we're just like talk about moving yeah. sometimes, and just going where we, you know what would our jobs entail if we mm-hmm. moved, and mm-hmm. what would we do? And it's just yeah, that conversation happens quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a very surreal feeling where you just go, oh. Okay, like yeah. where where will you live and yeah. what will happen and yeah. and what will you do? But that is entirely I think um, on the tables. I think it'll be if you know if if I am housed with the other actors, which will be great because that sounds like so much fun. Um, I think it'll be a good experience and good practice for me to be away from someone that I spend a lot of my time with. Yeah, um, because it's obviously going to be very present in my career. Um, but I take my I take my hat off to our part you know partners in this industry yeah because obviously we do roles where you know we might be married or intimate with another actor on screen and I always talk to Nick about this and I'm like I I'm so grateful that you know that it's just a job it's, it's a job yeah and I'm acting and this and I'm an actor and and this is gonna be something that you're going to have to overcome every now and then when I do roles that I'm in a relationship or, or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, because I know your partner's in the industry, so she might understand it a little bit better than someone yeah, that she, isn't. <laughs> yeah, she is. And I mean, like, I, I'll give her, um, I'll commend her mm. immensely, yeah. um, immensely just because at the beginning of the year, one of my friends asked me to do a shoot with her and it mm. was like a, um, like a lingerie kind of style. And yeah. I remember discussing it with her beforehand and she didn't even think twice she was like yeah that's fine yeah and yeah it didn't even cross I, her mind I, and i think that i've dated people who absolutely get very fussy mm. about that stuff and it's really nice to you know just at the end of the day go back to the person you yeah. love and just go this is th- th- coming home to you is the best thing yeah rather than coming home to any <laughs> And and it's just so funny because you know the, yeah our we're sort of like as actors or anything we're sort of like uh, you know there's always think thought of this flotation or yeah, anything like that yeah. and there's really not no the, I know you're just it's like hanging with friends exactly because it's so not like let's talk sex scenes sex scenes are so not what you think they are no <laughs> they're so like organized and there's like someone telling you where to move your arm and like yeah like how long you kiss for and like do a kiss on this like it's not like what you think you have like a big sweaty mic guy over you and like yeah it's not into it's not intimate it's not it's not sexy it's not anything and I always say that to Nick I'm like Nick like you've got nothing to worry about like yeah after that I'm like oh my gosh get me out of here (laughs) (laughs) it's like once it's done you're just like 
you're kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I and I always love during rehearsals, like whenever you have to do any like kiss scenes and mm-hmm. stuff like that, mm-hmm. there's always like the option of like you don't have to kiss. <laughs> like you can always be like, no, we'll just save That's this for the take. It's almost more awkward then. Like, I know. I don't know. you think? <laughs> I think so. It's I'm like, thinking oh, if you could a kiss on <laughs> – I, I mean, like, I think that this is the, this is my two cents. Yeah. I absolutely think rehearsing a kiss is not a bad idea. I, I think just because it gets it out of the way. It does. That whole trepidation yeah. Yeah. of just, and then you just go on with the take yeah. and it's much more organic. Yeah. But um, absolutely, I kind of, I I do think that mm-hmm. I had this conversation with my partner recently mm. and she was just like, oh, if you had to kiss anyone, I I, I just... I wouldn't want to like necessarily hear about it. Yeah, like, I yeah. Nick says the same I wouldn't thing. tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't describe it. Oh my it to gosh! You. Guess what I did today? <laughs> yeah, like I just like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Nick's no. like just don't tell me about it, and like if I have to watch it, tell me when it's coming. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then I just have to skip over. Or I can close my eyes, and then we'll move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. In situations like that, like in in like um let's say classes when we have to do a kiss scene, which isn't very often, but if we do, I think it's just less awkward to address like, oh, we got a kiss, woo, <laughs> than like not address it and then like awkwardly like do a kiss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, someone that's just like, okay, this is so awkward, but we both know it's awkward. We're both at, let's just do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think once it, when once you do the kiss, it's actually way less awkward later. Yeah, it You're is. You're so used to it. Like it's it's a funny, it's a mental thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, that whole idea of doing something unknown mm-hmm. for that brief period, like mm-hmm. being intimate with someone who you just like, y- you've got to be intimate mm-hmm. as a character with and you've got to familiarize yourself that you've, you know, in the story that you've dated this person or yeah, anything yeah. like that. And the moment it happens and you just kind of go, cool, that was nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's that build in your head <laughs> of just everything going, okay, once we've leapt over it, yeah, we can now move on mm-hmm. and it don't. And and not really think about it, and you can think about what you need to do yeah, in that exactly. scenario. It's it's yeah, you compartmentalize yeah. it and mm-hmm. break um, it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a method. <laughs> so many steps to just a kiss. I know. Uh, such yeah, it's true though. <laughs> yeah. It's I absolutely know. true. Yeah. Um, I d- I just. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something I remember from drama school and everything. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God, why is this more complicated than it needs to be? I know. Why am I doing, why am I, <laughs> why am I making this such a big thing? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, I but I think that's a perfect point to wrap us up. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a perfect story. The fact that we just ended on that note. Um, <laughs> no one's ever going to work with me again because they're like, this is so scary. <laughs> I I think they will. I yeah. absolutely think people will work with you always. Oh, good. good. Um, but can I just say, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Oh, you are an you absolute so delight. No, I've loved every you. second. <laughs> Me too. God, the time goes too quick, doesn't it? <laughs> I know, it really does. Uh, I was going to ask, yeah. where can people find you on the socials? Where can people kind of stalk you? Um. Oh, my God. Let me just see what my name is. <laughs> Please don't forget your name. Oh, no. I think, you know, when you like have like an underscore, I think it's just Megan.lbell. On Instagram? Yeah, on Instagram. And then it's just Megan Bell on Facebook. Go and stalk me. <laughs> Give me more followers. No, I don't care. Do you have a website? <laughs> I do, actually. It's just MeganLouiseBell.com. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And it's got a showreel and stuff on it. Yeah, it has, it has some of my footage on there. Again, yes. it's like, because I get a little bit like, don't watch me. I have some of my stuff on private, but like, but most of it is um, casting, so they obviously need to be private. But yeah, yeah, there's some stuff on there. 
Oh, yes. Awesome. Oh my god. Yes. Go and check her out. It's it's. I just I loved talking to you. This is an I know, absolute. It was delight. so much fun. I really loved it. I love like that. I never thought podcasting would be something I'd enjoy, and then I've I've come and like done it with you, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. And I'm literally just sitting in this box by myself talking to someone that I can't even see, and I'm having the best time. Like it's just the most bizarre thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I had, this has been great. I'm never listening to it though. <laughs> oh no! No, I can't. Well, get, I'll be so embarrassed. You get a center copy before it goes out, oh, so you God. you, you I'll can be cringing. I'll be cringing. <laughs> Oh no, thank you so much. No worries, thank you. Um, and if you want to go and check out more episodes um, of the things we do, you can check them out on Apple and Spotify. And I will be speaking with another guest next week and I'll be speaking to you all later. Goodbye. Goodbye.